0: Off the Ball Daily, a home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. quiz <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, I, I had heard about it. I had heard about it. And me being the Super Bowls man I am. I brought a Bowls jersey with and gave it to him. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right
1: now. Off the Ball Daily. Now then, you're welcome, Max. So before we sign off for the evening, we do want to touch on the open over the weekend, won by Brian Harman. And our open coverage is brought to you by the all new Renault Austral E-Tech. Full hybrid has 200 horsepower and a range of up to 1100 kilometers, no less. Lawrence Donegan is on the line. Hello. How you doing there, Joe? So Brian Harman, we waited and we waited and we waited and he never succumbed to the pressure. Which, uh, even though people have used the word "boring" about the tournament, and I appreciate that, I may have used it myself, Lawrence, on the couch once or twice. Uh, one has to admire the performance of Brian Harmon. This was very special.
0: Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. I mean, everybody's gone on about his putting, but um, he's. I mean, we all talk about Rory's driving. Brian Harmon's driving. He doesn't hit it very far. So the stats themselves, the stroke gain stats that everybody uses these days, won't suggest that he dominated off the tee. But he barely missed a fairway. And he had, a, you know, a good 20, 30 yards longer than most of the guys he was playing with. But, you know, he's a great ball striker. And you ally that, I mean, he had the putt week of his life. If you look at his career, he's, he's a good, decent putter, but he's not, uh, he's not b- b- Ben Crenshaw by any stretch. But, uh, I mean, it, what's the stat? Everybody's throwing around one putt under 10 foot he missed all week. Uh he only he only holds uh, I think it was sixteen or seventeen between five and ten foot. So the vast majority of those putts are tap-ins, but nevertheless, that's that speaks to his good lag button. Yeah, utterly dominant. It reminded, in a way it reminded me a bit of um Louishausen at, at St Andrews in 2010. Mm. Uh everybody thought, you know, we you know, can reel him in, but you know, he's just too good. And he was just having a a great week, one of his one of the best weeks of his life. And i a, a really worthy winner. No caveats. You know, uh, an, can't complain about the draw, can't complain about the setup. It wasn't a funky golf course. It was a very, very fair golf course. Great golf course, actually, Joe. Uh, so, yeah, you got to tip your hat to Brian Harmon, but I, I'd put my money on, on that being his one and only major championship. Yeah. Not to say it was a fluke, but he doesn't look like a guy who's going to go out and dominate the Masters, or he just doesn't have the game for that. Uh, he's got a pretty decent record at the Open. I think he finished six or something last year at St. Andrews. So, yeah, he's a... Yeah, a very worthy winner.
1: Yeah, and had a decent Scottish Open. So with his driving distance, he needs to be rewarded by those bouncy fairways and let that ball run on. That's really, they're, they're one of the few arenas in which he can compete. And that, that's no bad thing that the Open throws up these kind of uh winners as well. Like it, it, the big boys need manners put on them at times.
0: Yeah, but you, I, I, again, you're, by no no means you're going to disparage the guy. But, you know, you look at the list of winners we talked about it last week, the list of winners at Royal Liverpool, you know, Bobby Jones, Tiger, Rory, yeah. You know Brian Harmon. <laughs> I did see i did see a, you know, a, I did I see
1: mean, a Justin Ray, go- a, a Justin Ray stat, and it was Americans who've won the Open by six shots or more, and it's Bobby Jones, Walter Hagen, Arnold Palmer, Johnny Miller, Tiger Woods, Brian Harmon. It kind of ruins that stat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's the level of of his play. The other great stat is he he won the U.S. Junior Ram. I think there's four players of. Won the U.S. Junior Ram and the Open Championship in history, and it's you know Johnny Miller, Lee Trevi, Johnny Miller, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, and and, and Brian Harman. So yeah. I mean, this this guy is no mug. He's no mug. Uh, he had a brilliant. He played twice in the in the in the Walker Cup. Played in the 2005 team and the 2019, the US won both times. Yeah. Won the US Junior Amateur, you know, was a dominant player in that world, your know, Junior Golf World in America, where Justin T- Thomas and Jordan Spieth came through. So I, again, I just, you know, it's I just, it's just amazing. I mean, a great, a great week. Yeah, I, I really, I, you know, really don't want to disparage the guy, but it's not, you know, it. it, it he turned the, the, the brightness down on the spectacle, you'd have oh, to say, with his, with his brilliance.
1: He sure did. I hadn't realised about Harmon, by the way, that he was an absolute wonder kid and won, yeah. won everything all around him. I didn't know that until this week. But again, as you say, it's not like he's... Um, this isn't Ben Curtis territory. He was 29th in the world, had been on tour for 15, 16 years, is now like 10th in the world on the basis of having won the opens. So he was more than a very reasonable player. Just, um, I suppose allied to his dominance, he, he's not somebody that screams charisma on a golf course. There was something magical about watching Tiger Woods or even Rory McIlroy put a field to the sword and dominating, whereas with Harmon, he, he can't quite carry that either. So I suspect the TV audience more than checked out somewhere around uh, four o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, the other thing as well. With some players, you look at them. Let's take Tom Kim for example. You know, the twenty-one-year-old kid. I, uh, you know, you could just see the You know, they plays of sheer joy and passion, and you know, and Rory's a bit like like that as well. And you really, you can you can watch them, and you, you can obviously admire the you know the aesthetics of the golf swings or whatever, but that kind of drive and passion and just love of it, you know, it's written in their faces. Uh, Harmon's just you know, he's not a PG tour draw but by, by no stretch. Hmm. Um but again, it was all kind of laid on layer upon layer of just, just, I felt really bad for him actually. Um the people in the crowds, you know, he- heckling with the start. It's not his fault he's playing brilliantly and the, the you know, the, the you know, Tommy Fleetwood couldn't close it out or um but yeah, um, he, he, as I say, he'll probably go down a, a, as, you know, a, a one major championship winner, not a foot winner, no. uh, but again, out of that, Zach Johnson obviously won a Masters as well. But out of that kind of, that is, that's a kind of cut cut of him. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah.
1: We'll yeah. See. Well, I'll remind you of the behaviour of the British crowd next year if we're talking about how in advance how great it is to be back at the Open and you don't have all the idiots in America there because, I don't know, they're starting to head in a certain direction.
0: Uh, Joe, there's a there's a new audience in golf, and it's not us. You you and I, we have our baseball caps on, you know, the correct way, you know, with the bill <laughs> out of front. But there's a new audience. where we go to any golf course, certainly in the United States, and it's all, you know, it's baseball caps backwards, and it's uh, yababui, and you know, mashed potato, and not, you know, I, I don't know, some weird shouts this week at, uh, at, at Liverpool at, at Hoylake, but uh, yeah, it's just again. You, know, you can sit here and be an old fuddy-duddy and com- complain about it, but that's just the kind of nature of a, of a kind of modern modern kind of audiences now crowds uh you know but it's yeah. not you know it's not particularly edifying certainly for me i'm a bit of an old traditionalist but i mean that's where we at now it's it's you know it's uh it's a foreplay pod and it's uh then i won't, don't want to throw in the, the no laying up crowd with that but there are there's a bit of that do, do there know as well do
1: you know what's funny about the no laying up crowd is and i listened to that podcast and I think it's been great for golf and I love their in-jokes and I love their interaction. But like what what salvages maybe the more frat boy element, as you might kind of term it, is that they have like a really sincere love for the game and the traditions that's of the right. game. And, and like that's the, you know, it, I, I find it very funny. But even if you didn't find it funny, like there's that redeeming element that they really care about the game and they get the game. Whereas honestly, I think they have a bunch of imitators going to tournaments who are just like wannabe frat boys and... I, there's almost a degree at the open of like, like oh, this is how they do it in America. So maybe the certain younger people they go, oh, let's do it ourselves. And honestly, there was, when someone shouted beans and toast after one drive, I thought like, there's nothing great about that. What you what what you guys had going was great. Don't become like a poor imitation of the states here.
0: Yeah, I, I know. It's again. We, do you want to get into the sociological changes in, in, you know, developed Western societies? Joe, probably not. But it, it's it's kind of it's everywhere. I mean, I've spent I've lived in the states for well on fifteen years now, and it's quite astonishing to me. Uh, the uh, the whole frat boy thing. It mean, Turns out that the high school, you know, the movies about American high schools are actually right. Mm. I mean, there, there really is these cultures. There's the sorority culture. There's the there's the uh, frat boy culture. I think, again, not to get too deeply into this, but, uh, you know, societal changes in the States over the last, you know, eight years, you know, since you know who came along, uh, there's a kind of coarseness has is, is evolved a little bit. And I think, I mean, it's spreading. And I mean, it, who, who is kind of metastasizing the world of golf? Uh, certainly in, in golf over here in the States, mm-hmm. but uh, and apparently now in the the. The august grounds of Royal Liverpool was a bit of a shame, hopefully. As Royal Troon next year, I'm not sure there'll be much, uh, yeah. much of that around uh, Royal Troon. Uh,
1: one last point to make on Harmon, and it's to his immense credit, almost in um, in opposition to Rory, who started those rounds so brilliantly, we'll come on to him in a second, but Harmon started both his Saturday and his Sunday yeah. rounds in distinctly wobbly fashion with two bogeys each time. And both times, all of us said... Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here's the crunch. And he recovered both times. That doesn't always happen. In in fact, I'd say, Lawrence, all your years watching golf, when that that slide starts, that's hard to reverse.
0: It really is, especially in in that moment, you know, in these big, big occasions. Uh, I don't know about you, Joe, but when he he bogeyed those early bogeys, I got a slew of texts. Oh, here it comes. He's crumbling. Uh, But again, I'm, I'm no different from anybody else. We really knock Entirely aware of the kind of player he is. I mean, he's a he's a short guy. I'm not saying he's got small man syndrome or anything, but he is. Uh, you know, the po- the post victory uh, moments, people talking about and just seeing how much. Certainly, Zach Johnson, the U.S. Ryder Cup captain, was talking about just how much of a you know he's they call it a dog. You know, he he does not. You know, if he gets his jaws into something, he, he's very very reluctant to give up. He's a really really good match play player as he's shown through the years. Uh, I think again. Not that we underestimated. We probably just didn't know Brian Harmon uh, it was it was. You're dead right to highlight that was uh, really really good, especially in that atmosphere where he knew the 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 galleries were dying for him to collapse or or to yeah. to fail. And uh, again, he spoke to that in his po- post uh, post post victory press conference about how some guys said to him, "You don't have the stones for this, Harmon." Well, guess what? Uh, if that you know that's it, I'm going. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, just another element of the of just a fantastic performance from him.
1: Yeah. So without him, we had a hell of a tournament because we would have had four players tied for seven under, and then Emiliano Grio and McIlroy on six under. So like everybody else was so tightly. Bunched. It it yeah. it further serves to highlight how well Harmon played. What a strange uh, tournament for McElroy. Uh, I I must say I, I don't know about you. I suspect anybody watching Saturday and Sunday the first oh. five, six, seven holes of each round, and you you see the way he strikes the ball, it is like exhilarating if you're a golf fan. And then, man, if I could go and break the putter for him, I would, Lawrence. It's 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 uh, it's such a serious problem for him at majors.
0: Yeah, well, just you you break the first nine holes on Saturday is probably the best I've ever seen. I mean, ever seen. It was utterly magnificent. He played it in three under par. Should have been six or seven under. He didn't miss a shot. Nine greens out of nine. It was just fantastic. Um, The chances that he missed, very reminiscent actually of the Scottish Open the week before. He uh, earlier in the week he played it. You know, I think he shot sixty four one day. It could have been could have been fifty eight. a part of it is, you know, he he creates so many chances. He has he has so many more chances than than most everybody else. And all we kind of see are, are some parts going in, but you know, pot after pot missing, and you know, it you know dispirits us. Goodness knows what it has to do to to McIlroy psychologically. I mean, it's happening. It doesn't happen all the time. I mean, we're talking about a guy here who's won, I think, 30, 37 times on the PGA Tour and, or 40 times around the world or whatever. So he wins. You know, he's not a complete loser. Uh, but, you know, in these big moments, it's, it must be just because you've got to, you miss a part and you've got to get yourself up for the next one and you miss the next one. And mm. it's uh, really, really damning, especially, as I say, those you, you'd right to highlight it, Joe, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Again, my texts are blowing up. He, he's three under par after six on Sunday morning. Here he comes, here he comes. And you could see it on Saturday, Joe. The front nine was utterly magnificent. Gets to the back nine, not where he thinks he should be. And he misses the next three greens. I, play, I think he plays them a one over par. Mm. And, and there you go. All the momentum's gone. It's a... Uh, is it becoming a problem? Uh, actually, I looked us up. Uh, I think his strokes game for the for the week was, I think, just over, almost a plus one, so decent enough. Um, he wouldn't have won. He lost to Brian Harmon by uh, by seven. So he lost, he lost to Brian Harmon on the greens by 11 shots. So, you know, if he'd putted at all decently, he would have beaten Brian Harmon. But the point is, he wouldn't have beaten uh, John Rahm, Seth Stracker or Jason Day. Uh, so it wasn't all his putting. We just got the sense... That it was all about the putt. It wasn't. It wasn't his best week. Balls overall over seventy-two holes. He's he certainly struck the ball a bit better. I mean, he's certainly driven the ball a little bit better. But it does come down uh, to, to to the putt. Uh, and I guess um, uh, again, I hesitate to use the word failure, but disappointment lays upon disappointment lays upon disappointment, and eventually it just kind of gets to you because you can't keep hitting towering four irons to eight feet. Uh, you just can't, it's impossible, nobody mm. could, nobody ever could, and and miss a putt, you got to take these chances, um, because uh, Harrington, Harrington there's a great quote from Harrington this week, he was saying, you, you know, wrote, it's a bit more complicated than just holding a few putts, because, you know, there's a lot of great players out there now, the standard, again, we talked about this last week, the standard is just getting so good, uh, and you've got to, you know, A, you've got to be on your game ball strike in, in majors, but you've, you've obviously got a whole a few putts. And Harrington said that he, he, I noticed that Rory's down alongside me in the putting stats. And believe you me, that's a miserable place. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, again, we'll have to ask the question. I mean, Rory was asked, uh, he's just talking, he was saying, I'm, I'm looking looking ahead. I'm going to try and win the FedEx Cup. I'm going to try and do, you know, play in a Ryder Cup, win a Ryder Cup. But surely the point has to come where he might have to have a look at this. Uh, and if you look at his history of the one who really wanted to talk about putting coaches, you look at his history of putting coaches, though, uh, he hired Dave Stockton in 2011, stayed with him to 2015, Fun won four major championships in that period.
1: What what happened um, What happened there, do we think? Obviously, he's working with Brad Faxon now and Faxon seems like very erudite, smart, personable, knowledgeable putting coach, you know, but uh, what what happened with Stockton, I wonder?
0: Well, Stockton, I, I think part of it was geographical. Stockton's an older guy now, and he he's he reluctant to travel. Obviously, on tour, um, he lives in Southern California. It's a long way from where. where I mean, I think it's as simple as that. Uh, my, my, I might, be it might be worth the trip.
1: Might be worth the trip in the old private jet, Lawrence. You know.
0: Well, well. Again, who are you and I to tell Rory McIlroy what to do? I'm not yeah. saying you should go to Dave Stockton. But I'm just saying the rhythm of his putting career as a pro. It, it, you know, he's, he's he stuck with Stockton for four years. He moved to Phil Kenyon for three years. He's been with Faxon five years. Yeah. First started working with Faxon in 2018. And I don't know about you or anybody else listening to this, Joe, but when I hear Brad Faxon talking about, you know, putting and the way, uh, he, you know, he, t- he coaches or teaches Rory or talks to Rory about putting, it's all a bit... To me, it's all a bit holistic and, yes. you know, it's, I, I don't really get it. I don't quite understand it. I consider myself to be fairly knowledgeable. It all sounds a bit, you know, Anthony Robbins and all that, you know, uh, oh, it's all about ins- uh, you got to be instinctive about it. Uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, Rory spoke again about a technical issue, uh, uh, that he has a slight technical issue with his putting. W- you know, and he's aware of it, and he's thinking about it. Well, if he's got a putting uh, technical issues with his putting stroke, he should really get to it, get down. I mean, if you look at, um, if you look at Phil Kenyon, who who Rory worked with for mm. a couple of years, Kenyon has an amazing record. He's a very very technical coach. Mm. He has an amazing record recently, most recently with Max Homer, who was a bang average putter, and Homer's now a, a very very good putter, and and his rise in the rankings. Uh, success on the PGA Tour is you can specifically correlate it uh, with the day that he hired Kenyon as a putting coach. I'm not saying that any of these guys are better than any of the other ones, sure. but I'm just saying the rhythm of Rory's, you know, it might be time for him to look at something different.
1: Golf doesn't give many people everything. And so Rory is not the first and won't be the last great ball striker who hates the greens Uh, on his bad days. Scotty Scheffler jumps to mind, who, you know, is is hitting the ball, as we remarked last week, as well as anybody on the planet ever has and can't buy a put at the moment. And and that's soul destroying. In his case, he managed to pick up the Masters last year. And so that gives you a certain kind of, okay, you know, I I can endure the tough days. And McElroy said after LACC that he'd go through a hundred more Sundays like that to get another major but I, it, it must be doing something to like his, his his soul without getting too grandiose about it in that this week it's Harman at LACC it's Wyndham Clark it's always somebody having the week of their lives and if you know Cam Smith last year at St Andrews shooting a 64 couldn't miss a put of the last eight majors so the last two years of majors aside from missing the cut at Augusta Rory's been in the top ten every time and a bunch of top fives like it, you know you, you wonder if he's encouraged by that or cuz he certainly like is talking a good game or you wonder if he has this nagging sense that my god this is my window this is it and there's there's just always something on the big days and you know it it, it will take real kind of steel to keep coming back he uh,
0: he'll, he'll say that he doesn't but I absolutely guarantee that that he does it must be it must be playing on him psychologically um uh, but you are right. Uh, he, traditionally, what you would say at this point as well, you keeps on—you got to keep on putting yourself in, in, the, in the position. But this is what—I mean—he's, as you say, his record is just incredible. Mm. It's—I uh, um, mean, Nicholas obviously won a lot, but Nicholas, I think, was second in majors nineteen, twenty times. Yeah, uh, it's Rory's at that kind of level. He just can't seem to. Um, to kind of cross the line. The one thing I would say, Joe, I think he's a more complete golfer now than he's ever been. I think uh, uh, years and years ago, when uh, when Rory, Rory turned pro in two thousand and seven, a stunning, really great amateur uh, record, won the Irish Clothes, won the European Amateur, was a brilliant, you know, played in the Walker Cup, was a brilliant, you know, a star from the, shot 61 at Royal Port Rush Course record, and it was a star. And I said to a very, very um grand uh, person in the world of uh I, as we call it uh amateur golfer you know how's McElroy going to, go, going to do as a, as a pro and the guy said i won't name him because he said uh, uh yeah he's not going to do that great he, he doesn't putt well enough um so maybe this has always just been who rory, who rory is uh, maybe that's uh, you, you know and i uh, uh, and this is it uh, in, t- in terms of you know who is he as a golfer but as I say if you put the button to one side I think now he's a better he's always been a great driver of the golf ball but he's better now than he ever was he, he's, he hits it straighter he hits it further he's a magnificent um, iron player always has been always has been a flusher Darren Clark who considers himself to be one of the greatest ball strikers of all time? A lot of people do. He he was one person who could, you know conceded that Rory was a match to him in terms of ball striking. So Rory is a generational ball striker. His short game is fantastic. Yeah, great. Uh, the stats say that. It's just 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 this one thing, Joe. Uh, he really he really has to tackle it. Uh, of course, one of the things about Rory is he, he won't be told. He's a uh, pretty headstrong, and you know it served him well. Mm. But uh, he, he, you know. Um, that's why he gave up with Pete Cown. Uh Pete Cowan came in and he lasted about six months because Pete's got pretty forthright guy and Rory wasn't having any of that. And what you know, you just wonder, uh, you know, w- will he have the, the, I don't know what's the word, the self-awareness to go and get get somebody who could hit, somebody different who would might help with his putting. What I did notice yesterday quickly, Joe, is that Harry he called in Harry Diamond a few times to read putts on Sunday. And he played pretty decently on Sunday, so maybe it's time for a, It's Harry's time to shine. Yeah. Um. Those of us who who defend Harry, been defending Harry for years, would we, love to see that. Um. Because Harry's a a really a a brilliant player in his own right. I mean, obviously not a Rory class, but um, yeah, something has something has to happen. That's the long and short of it.
1: Yeah. Well, the boy wonder is suddenly 35 next year, so it's a, it's such an interesting juncture, at his career. Lawrence, thank you so much. Great to talk to you. All the best, Joe. Cheers. Take care. There is Lawrence Donigan with us talking uh, about Brian Harman, who is the Open champion and uh, did so in some style. Again, thirteen under to the chasing pack, all on seven under. And our Open coverage is brought to you by the all new Renault Austral E-Tech full hybrid, two hundred horsepower and up to eleven hundred kilometers range. Golf Weekly uh, recorded today as well. If you're looking for some more golf, and we'll be back with you on Thursday where we'll talk to Alex Maguire, the amateur, about his experience over in Hoylake.